When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. I am with a second time guest to the show, although I just realized he has not been here for all of 2022. Brian Bailey, welcome to the show for the first time in over a year. For some reason, I'm like, really, is that true? But I guess you're right. I guess you were on my show and I feel like I talk with you all the time and then shenanigans and stuff. So yeah, but well, right. I'm, I'm so happy to be back and congratulations on the success of your show. My God. Hey, you Thanks. are one of the key components of Scandaball. You had a key piece of information right out of the gate. <laughs> so bizarre. And I'm so glad you just brought that up because I recently got more key information and I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk about this on a solo episode to myself. Who can I discuss this with? Who has good insight and knows what I'm even talking about? Ryan Bailey. He's the man. Right? Oh, I thought you were going to say I tried somebody else and they couldn't do it. So we were, you're the backup. But yeah, I, hey, I'm all ears. I'm ready for more information about this. I mean, your audience knows, but like that to me was the key piece of information that was the piece of the puzzle after Guys Night, you with Brett watching Rachel and Tom and making a joke video. What I keep going back in my mind is that at the time, you didn't think anything of it. That's the key piece. Crazy. I know you and I discussed this before. My voiceover is definitely going to be muted on it. <laughs> if the show uses it, they do have it in their possession. It would probably, I would assume, be inserted in the last episode when yeah. everyone came back to start filming. So we'll see. And I know there's another streaming network that asked for it. And I said, well, the show has it. So we'll see. Wait, wait, wait. I, with, uh, let me just poke and prod a little bit. Another streaming network. Mm -hmm. Would you say they're potentially doing like an ABC documentary, like The Hustler and the Housewife, but with like Sandoval, the Scandaball of it all and potentially something like that? Why do you ask, Ryan? What information have you been given? Well, listen, I, I have a theory that I think Lala is doing something about, you know, her ex, but I also have a feeling that everybody wants to get involved and have a piece of the Scandaval action now. Uh, it's really wild. It's crossed over in so many different directions, and I think everybody wants a piece, so it would make sense for me. I could imagine a world where ABC or an actual news outlet is making its own special, or TMZ will do one-offs. They did the Lamar Odom special. They did the 9-11 uh, special recently. So I could also see TMZ requesting that footage as well. Everybody wants to be involved in this, and we still have like a month before the show ends. I imagine people are still wanting to get in on this. A question that came in for you was, what is the doc that Ryan was talking about, about VPR? So I assume that you had mentioned something about this in one of your episodes. Well, no, I mentioned the Lala thing because Lala had posted a photo and says ABC. And then, of course, I knew that ABC and the news outlet was the one that produced the Shaw Shocker, the Jen Shaw story, and the Hustler and the Housewife between Erica Jane and Tom Girardi that also, you know, went over to Hulu after that. The thing I think that question was about was that there was an episode or a special episode of V. PR. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was kind of a behind the scenes look at the first season of Vanderpump Rules. And it had Jeremiah because Jeremiah had been there since season one. And it had interviews with Andy where it showed the cast list of this person hooked up with this person. You know that diagram? Right. There was like an yes. hour long special. And I know I'm not making this up because I've watched it a couple times. But for the life of me, I, I have not been able to find the title of that. I mean, I remember it clear as day. I just can't find where it's at. But my point to that, I keep bringing up on my show. So everybody thinks that Scandaval is fake. Everybody thinks that you guys were mm -hmm. all in on it, including you, that this is a structured, orchestrated event. And my thing is, no offense to the audience, but come on, like, let's not be dumb on top of dumb. Let's not put a hat on top of a hat. This actually happened. It doesn't mean reality <laughs> shows aren't fake to a degree, but they couldn't orchestrate this to this level. And if they could, somebody would break and somebody would be like, Listen, we deserve all the Emmys. Look what we did. Look, and it succeeded. Right. But also Jax Taylor, the first season that the documentary proved, Jeremiah, I think, was the one who said, listen, 
We believed Jax the entire season that he had not cheated on Stassi. We bought it. He lied to us and we bought it hook, line, and sinker. We were shocked when he came in with the roses as Stassi and admitted everything. So my point of that whole thing is people can fool production. Production can have suspicions, but that is not fact. If somebody is lying to you, most people will tend to believe those people. I know Vanderpump Rules production is probably a little more suspicious. I'm just so tired of hearing time and time again that this is all fake and a setup. Yeah, I'm not sure what the point is of those people who do have that conspiracy theory. What is the end game? You know, why are they trying to go so hard on the fact that everybody knew about it and it's fake? Well, don't you think that's just a product of the society we live in nowadays? Everything's a conspiracy theory. I think it's like so wild because this is horrific what happened to Ariana and a lot of all of you guys were lied to to a degree, even if you had your suspicions. So that's really shocking, not only to you guys, but to the audience at large. But then once that starts to wear off, I think the audience is like, well, what else can we find? What if this was a Truman show-esque kind of thing. What if they're pulling the wool over all of our eyes because this show was in desperate need of ratings? We saw how the last two seasons went. And I think people's minds were so hungered to make something more, even though this is huge. It's enough as it is, no, I right? Know, but we're never sad. Like, <laughs> that's what's scary about the audience, because this is like reality shows on steroids, and people are still pushing for more. But I also want to like give credence to the fact of yeah, not everything that you see on reality shows is completely real. There are call times. People know who they're going to be on a scene with. They have to get mic'd up. Listen, Schwartz and Sandoval might be thinking they're being sly with each other to production. And I think sometimes, especially Sandoval in these most recent episodes, you can tell he's lying through his teeth. He's not a great actor. But he thinks he's pulling one over on everybody, not that he's going along with what production wants. Okay, so you brought up several points that I skirted answering a little bit, but I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry to jump right in. I'm like so on No, fire. no. I was I yelling it. about this all weekend. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So let's go back. First thing, production, in my opinion, and from what I've been told, had no idea. I was with them maybe two weeks ago and had a conversation they had no idea. They were all set to go on vacation themselves. They were ready for a little bit of a break. Then they got the call. I don't think they're so calculated to take it to another level in a simple conversation with me to even double down on the fact that they're shocked, they didn't know, and they were disappointed that they didn't get to go on vacation, <laughs> some of the crew. <laughs> but also, they want the show to continue, too. Yeah. This is a job for everybody. Is like, I mean, as much as this is horrific, there is still a job here, and there is still money to be made. I'm not ignorant to that fact. It's like they did what they're supposed to do. Once they got wind of this, they were like cameras up. Exactly. About the documentary slash special, I cannot confirm or deny, but I think you might be onto something, Ryan. <laughs> and <laughs> as far as the new information that I've been told, this is what is kind of currently blowing my mind. And I just need to talk to someone about it. Oh, my God. I would be honored. This is, I mean, this is just consumed <laughs> so much of my life. It is wild because you have had a front row seat to the pre, during, and post of all of this stuff. You've had a very unique seat because you're not a full-time cast member, but you've hung out with all of them before, during, and right up to this point. That's a really unique perspective. When I put out that episode that you brought up earlier discussing key pieces of information, I had no plans to discuss anything regarding the cheating. I did not feel it was my place to discuss it because I am in a weird position because I'm not a gossip podcast. So it's like, where do I land when I'm talking about these things? I don't want to betray the trust of my friends who are on the show I was not in a contract where I was prohibited to say anything, so I was able to say a little bit more than maybe cast could on their podcasts. So I was in an interesting position. Like I said, I had no plans to discuss the cheating on this podcast. However, when Raquel filed that restraining order and Sheena was unable to speak on it at the time, I provided a platform to get the truth out, which was Sheena did not punch Raquel. That's my best friend. She's a mother. That's her reputation. And to me, it was important to get it out. That is why I did that episode. Had Raquel not filed that restraining order, had she not lied and said that Sheena punched her, I never would have done that episode. I do believe that that podcast episode helped, helped prove 
Sheena's case. My podcast episodes have helped nobody. So that's amazing right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, but that, well, what you're saying, I have so many questions even on top of that because. I mean, and by the way, like uh, we've, bu- I mean, I know you even more so than me, but I've sat on a lot of information that I've gotten from sources that are in the cat, you know, like we, I want to try to respect everything as much as possible, but there's a darkness here that continues even past the shooting. Can you remind us of, or me of when shooting of this season finished? Was it September of this past year or October? Oh gosh, you're asking the wrong person. No, I just, um, I'm trying to remember because I just want, like, that's another thing people keep asking. I'm like, you guys got to remember cameras were down until March of this year when all of this broke. So there was a long period of time where this was continuing without any cameras around in terms of Rachel and Tom and lying to all of you guys because we heard all the holiday stuff where he took her to St. Louis and all of that. In terms of Sheena being right there with her, you co-host shenanigans all of the time. You were a front row seat to, I mean, like, I would imagine that was insanely rough to watch your friend go through this, which is a very real accusation to bring law into this. So you had no other recourse but to do what you did. Absolutely. In addition, there were some things that were taken out. We recorded for about an hour and a half, and that episode is less than 40 minutes. I still have the rest of that information that I had okay, to Okay, join on. Patreon, you guys. Patreon.com. Jamie all over. You're going to hear the unedited. Mike, will you ever release the? Uncut. Will you ever release the rest of that? It's been a thought. And people were asking for more after that episode. I have a lot more. And it's a lot more insight into what was happening and people's suspicions. To answer your other question, I think filming wrapped in September, but I, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think any filming went into October. Yeah, I, I, that's what I had imagined. Because I believe I, I spoke with Ariana on my show in October, and that was after filming had wrapped. And it was interesting hearing from her perspective because she was like, listen, this season wasn't really fun for me. My dog passed away. My grandma passed away. I wasn't able to like go and party with everybody like I wanted to. She's like, I went into this really wanting a fun season. And it's just so horrifying to think about how dark it got and then Sheena especially for somebody to go that to bat for Rachel but to her credit once she officially found out it was like game over but to me that's the fascinating part of this also sorry to keep asking questions but why were you meeting with production a couple of weeks ago oh good question and I can't tell you that either sorry Ah, (laughs) sign up for the uncut episode we'll uh, put that in there as well no I mean because that would be a fascinating thing for me can I tell you a guess sure Okay, well, my guess is I think they're interviewing you to see if you could be a friend of or actually on the cast for season 11 of Vanderpump Rules. I do know that they are interviewing people and speaking with people, and I think you would actually be a great person since you were aware you did have video. I could see a very easy entrance point because you've already been around these people and have been in episodes. So that is my guess that you were meeting in regards to season 11. So anyway, uh, getting back <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm, too, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a male Dodie with uh, less of a cigarette habit, yeah. <laughs> I will say this, though. A few episodes back, someone wrote in asking me, would I ever do the show? And my answer was, I don't think it's for me. And at that point, I was really struggling with some online stuff. And reading comments and all of that. Oh, dude, tell me about it. When that was initially happening, I actually spoke with my business partner, Jade, who I know we're trying to get her on your podcast. Yeah. Dude, you work with some heavy hitters, by the way. Do you know Jamie? Like her like business, like you got like a string of heavy hitters that are part of that whole group. I'm very, very fortunate to work with such amazing women, Alicia Silverstone being one of them. I have to pinch myself all the time. I'm just so, so lucky. Jade, she spent her time in reality. She was the villain and The Hills was a totally different beast. You know, that was scripted and she played the bitch. Yeah. She knows it. She's not really like that. (laughs) But she used to receive death threats and people hated her because they thought she was a bitch. She said to me, don't let trolls determine how much money a woman is going to make. This applies to men too. I realized like this is coming from someone who understands the reality show game and received 
so much hate to the level of death threats. I remember one time I was at a lunch with her and Christine Quinn, and Christine was then getting death threats oh, from yeah. her time on Selling the Sunset. And Jade said to her, you know what? You haven't made it until you get death threats. So for her to be able to put that in a separate box and to be able to still live her life and do what she's doing and make her money, making that money allows her to discuss all of her causes that she really cares about and open businesses that are environmentally friendly and helping animals. So getting that advice from her, it also helped change my mindset on it. Now that I've been through that, what's it called? It's like the dark soul of the night or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's your, yes, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. I hit that low point and I built myself back up mentally. I think I came back mentally stronger and I just had to understand that these are people I don't know. I wouldn't let them in my house because they're strangers. Why am I letting them into my mind to affect my mental health? Oh, I have to have that conversation with myself every week. It really, like, honestly, I had like a meltdown on Friday, you know, because I had gotten a couple of messages, you know, and I don't really even get to see a lot of messages anymore. But two got through that I was like, wow. And it really, it's like, those are so strong. Not the, not all of the majority of all of the other ones that say amazing, so complimentary things. It's those mm-hmm. just couple that you're just like wow and you you know you do put so much work into this like I was up to like three in the morning trying to edit this stuff because I had made a mistake and then you wake up and you're like okay I can get to the weekend and recharge and then you just hit with two horrible things and you just it really I'm not strong enough like I don't know like I'm getting stronger as this continues mm-hmm. but I can't imagine being somebody on Vanderpump Rules right now. I can't imagine the psychological torture that is, how much therapy they're going to have to do after the fact. And that trickles down to you, like way lesser so to me. I mean, and that's the thing is that you give up a little bit of anonymity. You give up a little bit of your soul, I would imagine. But there are so many benefits to it as well. It's a really weird thing to weigh. I have a feeling like sometimes these things change people in a way. Like I think you see it with Rachel and, and Sandoval. You know, like even Sheen has been on this so long. Does it change them or does it just bring out their true character? I've been questioning that as well. I think there's a bit of both, but think about it. When you have everybody kissing your ass for so many years, Tom legitimately thought he was the greatest person in the world. I thought he was the greatest person in the world. And he started to think, I deserve even more. I'm not getting this. I deserve even more. I'm not getting this. And then that's why he needed, my theory, he needed somebody like Rachel that he could see how great he is, how he believes he is, through a new person, through, you know, she's like a mirror reflecting exactly what he wants to see. Because Ariana was an actual real relationship of nine plus years. I've been in long-term relationships that long. You know, you're not all like, your partner's the greatest. Like, it goes in waves. And so he needed that. His ego needed that. (laughs) You know, so fragile that he needed that. So I think... The mix of people kissing your ass all the time and the mix of people telling you you're great leads you to think that you don't have to go by the same rules as everybody else in society. But I wonder if that was always in him. There's 30 examples on the show that me going back and looking going, oh my God, it really was there all along. I think the thing about reality shows too is that you want a hero. We see that right now with people championing Ariana or, uh, you know, like really throwing support is because people want to believe in the good because there is so much bad and we need villains and we need heroes. But yeah, all along he was this way, but Ariana kind of shone a light on Tom in a certain way where, we're, you know, we're like, well, maybe he's not like the other guys on Vanderpump Rules. Maybe he's so much different. And that was where I came from of like, I'm a podcaster. That's a weird job. Tom, he's a cover band singer. That's kind of weird. And he truly loves Ariana. She lets him go and explore what is in him. And I thought that was what I was so attracted to Tom about. But now with all of this coming out, it just seems like he was doing things potentially because he needed that ego stroke Mm 24-7. He wasn't confident or comfortable in the actual reality of his life. I feel like I've been giving everybody blue balls about this information that I've recently found out. So I feel like maybe we should just say it. Is that the feeling I'm getting right now? Okay. I just, I, I, there was a pain somewhere. I didn't realize it was blue balls. Okay. <laughs> Let me relieve that for you and everyone listening. <laughs> Sandoval said, I am dead to him because of that podcast episode. If that's his reaction, 
zero self-reflection. And for a while, I started feeling bad. I'm like, oh my God, like, I hope he has some reflection. I hope he gets help. I hope he understands his part in this. When is he going to say he's sorry? And then I hear this and I'm like, wow, you're, you're blaming me for something that you did and I am dead to you? That, I mean... That goes right with what everybody has been telling me in regards to, you know, now he's on this campaign to show not only his friends around him, but the world at large, how great of a guy he is. He's finally using his Instagram to show his archery and his mountain climbing skills and his necklace making abilities. But this is like, I was talking to Jared Lipscomb uh, a while back and he even shared a text that he got from Tom after he had said so, like because he, he made fun of radiation on the Howie Mandel podcast yes. Sandoval and Jared was very offended by that and Tom uh, sent him a text message which I think he's already talked about but I had talked with Jared about it separately and I'd kept that I didn't say anything about it but it was so tone deaf in the fact of it literally was like come on bro you know I'm a good guy and it's like dude you're still not realizing what everybody is upset about like yeah, we would have thought you're a good guy. You keep failing to remember the lie that you held like so close to the vest with you and Rachel for nine months or potentially who knows what the actual time frame is, but it's at least eight months. That is what we're upset about. He doesn't seem to be able to stop. And I think that's probably an ego driven thing. Stop and say he is the architect of his own downfall. He yeah. created all of this. Raquel, Rachel played a part in it, a huge part in it. And that's her own business. By the way, it's okay. We're always going to fail. We're always going to have to pick ourselves back up. But you have to have some awareness of exactly what you did and the role you played in it. And that's exactly like, okay, dude. Okay, so you're not going to be friends with Jamie ever again? Cool. Well, that would actually be on you. Then you're obviously missing out on a friendship because of what you did. And now to cherry pick. I mean, that's what I like. I blocked his phone number. I blocked his Instagram. Like on the off chance he would text me or something like that. I just, I did, because I don't know what I would say. And I really wasn't in the mood to hear anything until all of these facts came out. Like if anything, he doesn't realize he created all of this. And the moment he would actually go, dude, I don't even know what was going through my mind. I'm so bothered even by myself. And I'm really trying to figure out why I thought it was okay to do this. Then I would think actual healing would come. And I think a lot of people would actually stop and listen. But the route he's going right now, I don't understand what this is in terms of, you know, it's like he just can't lay low. I think he's upset he's the only one that can't make money off of Scandival. And he's desperately trying to figure out a way that he can get to exactly the place where he was before all of this broke, where everybody thought he was the bee's knees in a sense. I mean, that would make me livid if I had heard that if I were you. Whether it was on Shenanigans or the Team Sheena episode, I actually never said a bad word about him. Kale may have said some bad words about him, but Kale isn't dead to him. Oh, I wonder why, because Kale could put him through a wall if he wanted to, you know? So instead, the girl, you know, he can talk shit about me, but he won't dare talk shit about someone else like his own size or bigger than him, right? So there's that. But he also tried to say Ariana was never a good friend to me. And he couldn't believe that I was team Ariana. Whoever was speaking to Tom, I hope that person, guy or girl, said, dude, you are looking at this in a completely wrong way. The fact that you're saying these things are very troubling because at this point, nobody should be dead to him because he has to realize, like I said, he created this for himself. That's no place for him to be. He does not get to choose who is dead and who is not. I mean, obviously he does. He has agency over his mind and body, but that's just the wrong way to go about it. But he shouldn't be on some campaign to win people back over. He should be on a campaign to actually try to understand himself and why he thought this was okay to do. And if he's going to start nitpicking on what Ariana did and who's on Ariana's side, like, is he, oh, is he going to be mad at the president now? Like, is he going to be mad at the White House Correspondents Dinner? Is it, like, how far does it go? I mean, to me, this is... As a dude, I try to understand this because I sometimes see certain thought patterns in myself as well. And I'm like, why do we have such a hard time admitting when we're wrong? Why do we struggle with that? You know, even you saw in that Howie Mandel interview, how he was like, I don't need to prepare. What are you, like, he was so yeah. uh, confused about the backlash he got. And instead of just going, okay, I understand. I should have prepared a little. He fought it. I don't understand when you've done something so clearly wrong. You know, it's like the lines are so blurred now between right and wrong. And you, if you just commit to a lie, which is what he was doing, you can usually ride things out. But he got busted. Like now is the time to step into the light and try to really figure himself out. It's a golden opportunity for growth. 
but I don't think he wants to grow because I think he loves himself so much already. And I just think he's like, you know, this is a golden opportunity, a painful golden opportunity, but it is one. I mean, it's like, you got Billy Lee, you got Kyle Chan, you got, you know, it's like this civil war of like tertiary Vanderpump characters. And it's like, dude, go be with your mom, go be with your friends in St. Louis, like really try to like decompress from this social media reality show bubble. Don't go online. See your therapist three times a week. Really try to figure that out. Put the work you put into your band and hiding your relationship with Rachel, put that into you and see what dividends. But him saying that he hates you, like what a hurtful thing to say, especially when he is the one that did this. You're not going to nitpick on like friends like he, like he, sorry. Yeah, he forced people to talk about him. Also, we're in this environment. This is what I do for a living. Like I've got to talk about this. It would be ignorant if I didn't. And also I'm not so brainwashed that I can't go, listen, I think I was wrong in how I judge Tom Sandoval's character. But reality shows, you'll see if he does the work, hangs in there. Listen, he, you know, life is long. Reality shows are long. We could in a couple of years, completely rethink our position on Sandoval, but not at this rate. That's why I kind of, I blocked him on all that stuff. I don't want to hear what he thinks of, I mean, not that he has a thought, but if he did have a thought, I don't want to hear it about me. Feels like somebody grasping for other people to blame, including you, including Jared, including Dodie, including all of these people, Sheena, Lala, all of them. And I'm sorry, the weird part of it that's got to really get his goat is that everybody involved in this has had a bump in success, you know, and I think everybody can acknowledge that everybody is so laser focused on this, myself included, that it has helped all of us. People are selling merch, people are doing this, and he can't do any of that. And I think if he really were to do some soul searching, I think that is a key thing in which he is very upset because he is the only one that has not benefited from his horrible behavior on this. But that stuff you said, like, that makes me livid. Like, he's just not in a place where he can say anybody's dead to him at all. If you are coming from a place of seeking forgiveness, you would also have to realize that you did something wrong. But it doesn't seem like he wants forgiveness. It seems like he wants to go exactly back to the relationships they were pre-Scandaval, not realizing that when you do something, there's a cause and effect. And that's what he's going through right now. People are making money off of this. (laughs) And... yeah. I don't know if he's seething with jealousy over that. I think he might be sitting back and being like, I helped all of you. This is because of me. Yeah. Oh, he's bringing Jackson Brittany back. He's brought Dodie back. He's brought all of these people, you know, not from his own free will, but everybody has come back in some way because of this. I mean, Stasi's talking about this all the time. He, you know, I always say he's unleashed, you know, certain ancient evils of the Vanderpump <laughs> universe. And that's a joke. That's a joke, you guys. But everybody has been able to come back because of this storyline. And it was definitely not something he wanted. I mean, Jackson and Brittany have their own Peacock watch-along show. I would never have predicted that a year ago. Nobody would have. If Rachel really wanted to work on her mental health, she should never sign up for season 11. As a fan, I know that would be horrible because we all want to see it. But if you really care about yourself, why would you sign up at this point after you've, you've made so many bad... Like, you really have some soul-searching to do. And she's young enough where... She can really, really find out why she did all of these things. Tom, I feel like after 10 seasons, I'm like, is there a lot? Is this a lost cause here? And especially if he can't realize his own behavior and what he did. This is the moment where it's like you hit rock bottom and you have to change to not even see that change be displayed in the way he was blaming me for a podcast. By the way, I blame you for this whole thing. I think you are the number one person to blame in this. I think you completely know it's like, I mean, what a weird, I mean, I imagine if he's doing this to you, he's doing this to everybody, you know, associated. Is he? I don't know. Is he saying Ryan Bailey's dead to me because he talks about Scannaball? That is the thing that really haunts me is that Tom has been so nice to me and this show as well as Ariana. And I was friends with Ariana before Tom at all. But like the night of the night after the premiere of Vanderpump Rules this season, him and Ariana, he had just flown back from Watch What Happens Live after that premiere episode on Wednesday. We did like a moment live telecast for all the listeners yeah, and, remember and that. Patreon members. And him and Ariana came and I had dressed up like Tom. I painted my nails white. I mean, I was a Tom super fan. 
I even said at the very end, I'm like, what are you guys doing tonight afterwards? And Ariana's like, I'm staying here. And Tom's like, I'm going to Schwartz and Sandy's, which, but then I find out information there that like, there was a, you know, I heard that uh, even Rachel was at the hotel in New York when he did that Watch What Happens Live I that heard night. that too, but she was sitting right next to me in Newport Beach. If she was there for the New York trip that they went on, it wasn't the night of Watch What Happens Live because she was back in California the night of the premiere. She was with us. Yeah, Unless that Watch What Happens Live was not actually live with Tom and Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll tell you, but like it, it uh, I, I don't know. So I I really like that was the thing was I really looked up to that dude. And also just the Ariana of it all. I'm just like to bring somebody's mental health in it and kind of use it against them and weaponize it. I hate using the word gaslighting, but he was making her think that she was crazy. He was making everybody think they were crazy because they had suspicions about this, you know, and now it's so frustrating to watch the fan base go, oh, well, Sheena knew the whole time. Sheena knew the whole time or this person knew the whole time. He's left his friends now, his so-called friends. Now they're getting sometimes the brunt of it. And Tom needs to come out at some point and go, yo, I was really lying to everybody. This was not staged. He could actually do everybody a solid right now and remind people that this was just all of his lying. And it wasn't this big setup to make sure that the show was a success. You know, he's going to try to create a narrative of like, I'm, I'm shooting arrows, I'm going to wellness retreats, I'm really trying to work on myself, but it doesn't feel like that's real work if on the back end he's telling people that people are dead to me, they've spoken against me. Like, what are we supposed to do? Say, oh, it's totally cool that you lied and cheated for nine months. We love you, Tom. Like, what does he want to hear? DJ James Kennedy, what did he say? He said it the best. He said it on Watch What Happens Live. Would you do something outrageous? Expect outrage. Yes. DJ James Confucius. So, Brian, I got a lot of questions for you. Yeah, let's do it. Always striving for better wants to know, do you think Ariana will come back to VPR and film with Tom? I think she will come back to the show. I think she will tell production that she does not want to film with Tom. So I have a feeling they'll say, yeah, okay. And then they'll try to talk with her every day of like, wouldn't it be, you know, like, what if, what if we did, would you be okay with this? Where I would imagine by the end of season 11, if I was a reality show producer, I would be aiming to get some sort of scene with the two of them. And I believe a lot of the cast will. I mean, Sheena said this on Watch What Happens Live. She's like, we won't shoot with them. So I think she will definitely film season 11. I think she will hold strong to not filming with Tom. But I think production deep down will be aiming to get that scene. And I believe Sandoval will be aiming to get that scene because I feel Sandoval will eventually realize she is the key to get people to forgive him. I don't think it's the right thing to do, but you see Tom in last week's episode at that Yeasty Boys bagel truck talking to Schwartz. You know, Schwartz is like, I think she likes somebody else, dude. And he has that sly smile on his face and it's so creepy to look at in retrospect. So about that scene at the food truck. So at that point, Schwartz already knew that Sandoval and Raquel hooked up. Why do you think Schwartz was saying, I think she has a crush on someone else? Was he messing with Sandoval? Was this tongue in cheek? Was this a private joke between the two of them? My theory is it was like two doofuses egging each other on. This is horrible. And I'm sure Schwartz knows it was horrible as well. But still, like it is one of his best friends. And I have a feeling like they've been filming this show for so long that they probably play even little games in terms of like messing with production and like, dude, I almost got you in that scene, dude. The way you looked at me, man, you almost broke, dude. (laughs) You know, like, I think there's these little games not realizing that in a larger context, it looks really bad. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question is from Jen Lee 98. What do you both think of Jax and Brittany's Peacock show? I watched the first episode because I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. But then I watch it so many times anyways, the episode before I go that I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch one of them with them. You know, everybody had told me it was really good. And I have to say it is good. It, it's it's really funny to watch them. The editors do a really good job of kind of trolling Jax as well because they'll show old clips of Jax getting busted for some of the same things. Like they had DJ James Kennedy do the, I'll drive a black wraith. Everyone remembers when Jax F, you know, Faith. Like they throw back to that and show them that. And Brittany's like, ah, (laughs) so it's really interesting to watch because they don't make them out to be people that, you know, haven't done wrong things at all. But it really is interesting to watch their facial reactions 
happens when certain key moments happen. I would have told you that I didn't, I wouldn't think that this would have worked, but in a sense, it kind of works. Have you watched it? I don't have Peacock, so... <laughs> Sorry, Bravo, <laughs> NBC. Well, you better get it because they're doing like supersized reunion episodes oh, over really? on Peacock. Yeah. What else is on there that like you can't get elsewhere? Well, they have exclusive streaming rights to The Office. They now I'm like actually working for them. No, they have like their own like they have their own movies and stuff. But like yeah, I like Peacock has a bunch of. I'm trying to think what else I watch over on Peacock. Ultimate Girls Trip is over there. All those seasons. They have Real Housewives of Miami, which I love. Plus they have all the Dateline episodes. They have all you know like there's a lot of good NBC Universal properties that I dig. So, but I think the Jackson Britney thing. I think that was really smart of them on the fly to do that. Because it's cheap to produce and people are watching it. Um, the only thing is, you know, you're now making it more of a reality for Jackson and Brittany to actually come back to Vanderpump Rules. Do you think that's why they're introducing them? Do you think they'll be back next season? Um, I would have told you no before all of this, but I think the Watch What Happens Live appearance got great ratings. I think this is doing really good. I think there's a more positive buzz around them than there ever has been since they were let go or Jax was let go. So I think there's a world in which I could see it. I don't think they would come back as full time, but I could see a world in which they start popping up. And I think there's a world in which Jax does want to kind of go to town on Sandoval a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and kind of be like, this is why I thought you were a jerk all along this is why i could see that scene very clearly happening because that was a huge you know in the last season of jacks they had all these huge fights with sandoval and jacks so i could see a continuation of that you also would have somebody that would film with schwartz because i think schwartz will get a little bit of the blowback from everything this past season so i could see a world in which that would happen and by the way jacks is already teasing it that it's like happening but jacks is teased projects since he got let go he's always been like there's three projects in the work they're coming soon so i don't know like i guess at this point anything could happen we'll see so speaking of peacock (laughs) did you ever watch was it called vanderpump dogs or vanderpump pets it was only on peacock Yeah, vanderpump i think it was vanderpump pets yeah did you watch it you know what? I actually didn't. I will admit that. I That is where my line... <laughs> uh, I did, did any of the dogs cheat on each other? Did, any, did well, anything happen? What's, like, what? what's interesting about it is that my ex-boyfriend is the vet on there, Dr. Andrew. And I... Oh my God, what? I never saw an episode, but I saw a trailer of it and I saw his face. I was like, what the hell are you doing on that show? Because I was at... Surprise, surprise, a music festival with Sheena and Brock in San Diego. (laughs) Andrew is, he's a vet in San Diego. That's where he lives and works. And I brought him to this music festival. He met Sheena. He met Brock. He met the rest of the crew that was there. Was it like Kaboo? It was Wonderfront. Oh, this was the same festival. DJ? Not, no. We ran into Rob Valletta and it was his first time seeing Sheena with Brock. And he was holding his beer like this and dropped it and it spilled everywhere. And we were like, he's visibly shaken by seeing you with Brock. (laughs) The guy was dating Andrew. Crazy story. Like we went back to like the Hard Rock Hotel. Was hooking up with some girl in the bathroom. We were all out in the living room and the bathroom in the Hard Rock is frosted glass. So you can kind of see through. We saw like his butt (laughs) up against the Wait, wait, wait. That's how I used to that's how I used to watch Cinemax as a kid when I didn't actually have it. And I would try to like look at a boob or something like that, and you would get like the cable patterns. Right. <laughs> it's like all pixelated. So, so anyway, I'm like, oh my God, this is like a doctor, and I'm bringing him into this crazy environment. Oh my God, what is he gonna think? He said to me, These are not my type of people. This is not my type of environment. We eventually called it quits. And then I see him on this show working up in L.A. with Lisa Vanderpump. And I'm just like, how did this even how weird? How did this happen? You, you're not a vet in L.A. Why would they call a San Diego vet to come up and be on this show? Oh, but you're not into reality. But now all of a sudden you're on a reality show that is with like the group of people that you just met through me. It was very bizarre. But anyway, I was just wondering if you ever saw him. He is. Yeah. He is cute. We'll say that. <laughs> Well, he, at least he has that going for him, <laughs> which by the way, the the Rob Valletta thing, like it was crazy. Like when I, 
finally apologized to Sheena in person for the first time after that whole debacle I went through with her. Uh, it was at like this live podcast and I was sitting then next to her and Brock and, you know, they were so nice. Everything was great. And all of a sudden, Rob Valletta FaceTime Sheena during the show. And she's like, hey, and I'm like, Oh my God, I was like blown away. And like Brock's right there. He's like, yeah, we're friends. Da, da, da. And I'm like, this is insane. I was so <laughs> blown away that it's like Rob's facing timing her out of nowhere. Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> they're friends. Yeah. 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 Next question. Who does Ryan think Ariana will do her first interview with? What I would advise is that you can't do a show like mine. You can't do your show. You can't do even, you know, Sheena's show yet. You can't do any of these in this world. You can't do Howie Mandel. You need somebody that has a, an awareness of this. And you need this to some, like be the top. Think of the top podcasts out there. If you're going to go the podcasting route. Think of the top one. That's the one you do in this space period. Or you go potentially even above that. If you're going to go then in TV and Andy or Bravo gives permission, you go to a late night show. I mean, it's going to be a much smaller interview, but if you're going to do a podcast, it's got to be one of the top ones in entertainment on Spotify or Apple podcasts. And that's the one you do. And I would just also advise whichever one you agree to make sure they know a good amount of what is going on. Like make sure they've done their research so they don't get blowback from the fans. And I would hope whoever agrees to do this really realizes and respects the fandom enough to go, you know, I realize this is a major opportunity. I'm not going to blow it. I think there's a thing we also saw from the Mandel interview is that, you know, I think Andy was a little irked about that. I would also think Ariana's smart enough to, whenever this just happens or she decides to do it, will be with, more permission and things like that from Bravo. So, I mean, use this to her advantage right now and do the opposite of everything Tom Sandoval is doing. Yes. As far as the podcast route, are you kind of saying like maybe call her daddy? Well, listen, I mean, she's one of the biggest podcasts out there in terms of reach. So sometimes with call her daddy, I will watch clips or hear things and I'm like, ah, you know, it's particularly, it might not be my cup of tea, but you're looking for reach here and you're looking for people that will try to get some sort of message out about what the actual story is. And if she has the most years, I would definitely head that direction. You want to tackle some more questions? Yeah, let's do it. San Diego tour 90. What's your take on Billy hanging out with Sandoval? Uh, um, I mean, I understand from the perspective of what she wrote on her Instagram post of she wants to live in a world where she can be friends to both of them, but that's not the world in which we live in. Ariana also was very clear in what she told her friends and says, you can hang out with Tom. It's just that I can't be then a part of your lives or something to that effect. I think, you know, I think Sheena had mentioned that the thing that I start to have issues with her releasing a statement to entertainment tonight. They said they had an exclusive from Billy Lee. That to me is then crossing a line of like, well, why do you need to release a statement? Like even the Instagram post is fine, but then it's going to, you're going to pissing contest about who was trying to, you're in all, all of a sudden a war of words with Kristen Doty, all of this stuff. That's not helping anybody. You're not helping Tom. You're not helping Ariana. You're not helping any of these people that you think are friends, you know, and also Billy Lee's statement of saying, well, Ariana seems like she's doing good. There was this little bit of a, like a, kind of a, I don't know, there was a snootiness to that one sentence because this was after the Coachella when she was with her dude she's dating. And I was like, that really kind of sounds snotty. It doesn't sound supportive in any sense. And still we're going around the actual issue once again, and we're having women fight with each other. The actual issue of Tom, my really good friend that I love, lied to all of us for months and months and months. I'm helping him try to understand where he went so wrong in how he treated his friends and, of course, who somebody he lived and shared his life with for nine years. Like, that is like, it, it's like all of a sudden, like, well, Ariana's fine. I guess we can all hang out again. Like, it just, there was so many things that I just didn't feel from that statement. And, um, but listen, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm glad he has somebody to hang out with or, you know, but at the same time, like go to St. Louis, hang out with your real friends. Okay. Sorry. Sorry if that's too intense, you guys. It's I, not. I, no, it's not this. intense. I just don't want to comment on it. So I'm glad that you will answer the question. It, oh, it no, was directed. Like, it was, I'm going to let you asked, take the fall for this. Yeah, it was asked towards <laughs> you. So I don't need to say anything. Okay. Last question. Who would you rather be in a room with if you had to pick one? 
Sandoval mm-hmm. or Raquel? Uh, like rather in what way? Like having fun or like <laughs> in what way? You were trapped in a room uh, with one of them for 24 hours. Who are you choosing? 24 hours. You know, I would actually say Raquel. I would be more curious her actual story. And by the way, I'm not complimenting Rachel Raquel in this, but I will say she has now turned out to be one of the smarter people in this situation because she is remaining quiet. I think in any kind of pop culture story or any kind of quote unquote cancellation, which doesn't really exist, I believe, is that if you remain quiet, you give more of a chance for this to blow over. You let people come back to that kind of normal level of thinking. The outrage starts to dissipate. She's going to have like another month to get through. But if she can remain quiet, she has a better chance of coming out on the other end of people actually listening to her. But I would be more fascinated to hear her story because I feel like I've heard enough instances of Tom and what he thinks. I would really want to know where Raquel stands. And I I mean, that is just a personal curiosity, not even for my show. I'm just personally curious what her actual story is, who she thinks she really is. To think of the DJ James Kennedy of it all, to the Tom Sandoval, to the making out with Schwartz, to the make, like all of that stuff. I'm like, I don't care about who you hook up with. Girl, you, like if you're single, hook up with, have as much fun as you want. But I would think then I'm just so curious of the darkness that is involved with lying to Ariana's face in private. I mean, they had a personal friendship that went way beyond the show and she was just flat out in situations with Ariana, just the two of them. That she was just lying. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff that I'm really curious about of like what was going through your mind because I would have such insurmountable guilt that I would be so scared on a daily basis. I'm curious if she felt anything of and I would I would hope she would be honest because I'm really curious what she felt. I wonder who her first interview will be with. Probably Howie Mandel. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> yeah. like the solid I, choice. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll be. By the way, I mean, like, that's the other thing, too, is that I feel like every that whole friend group is going to have some hard decisions to make because eventually you're going to want to see that conversation between Sheena and Raquel. If you are a Vanderpump Rules fan, you are going to want to see that conversation. You're going to want to see an honest conversation between the two of them. Now, hopefully they'll do that in private, but there is that sick part of me that like, well, I would like to hear that conversation. I want to know how that goes. And I would be curious. I mean, like I'm telling you, that would be a dynamic shenanigans episode. I mean, and I know Sheena knows that as well, but I know Sheena also has said, I don't want anything to do with her. I don't want anything to do with her. So it'll be interesting to see how everybody's mind changes over this next year. You know, I I think this is a very unique time and I'm very curious to continue to see where this goes. I agree. Well, thank you, Ryan, so much for being so generous with your time. I've kept you for so long and I could keep talking, but I, no, I know is, you've got to could We could keep going. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll continue this on my podcast at some point, too. Thank you for allowing me to be on again. This is fa- and I, I love talking to you. So it's so easy. So and, and, and to your audience, sorry, I talk so much. I just get so excited about this stuff. We love it. The audience loves you. They love when we podcast together. I've gotten so many DMs about that. People are excited to hear this one. Where can people find you? Uh, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on all podcasting outlets and then the Instagram is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey I do a lot of silly memes the show is super silly but it's also really serious at times so it just covers the gamut like last week I had a bunch of the cast members from Jury Duty that new show on Amazon Prime that I love Uh, we had Vanderpump Rules I have the winner of Big Brother last season on tomorrow Taylor Hale it's a mishmash of all of the pop culture and reality shows that we love so check it out if you haven't but also there's so many great podcasts out there and like I say every time I do this Make sure you subscribe and rate this podcast, Jamie All Over, five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like it even more, then go leave that for mine as well. But you got to support podcasts to keep it growing. For sure. Go support So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Give him those five stars. I think it's so kind and generous that anytime you have a guest on yours, you tell your audience to do that. And so taking a little cue from you. You got to. I mean, this is another thing. It's like podcasting is so important to people, but people still don't realize how it works and how you get in front of people or get in front of people's ears. You got to show people how many great options they have. Even if you don't like me, there are so many great other people to support. There's so many unique voices. Podcasting is like the, it's such this great wild, wild, wild of all of the voices that you don't get to hear and see on television represented. You can find exactly what you're looking for in podcasting. Are we playing Wild Wild West by Will Smith for your outro or would you like to pick something else? Wild Wild West? No, I mean, listen, listen. There's another person I'd love to speak to about the slap. I mean, that's talking about forgiveness, right?
<laughs> Give me another song. I'm not going to play that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Vanderpump Rules theme. You no. got to go out. Or Top Man by DJ James Kennedy. Okay. Oh, God. Really? Those <laughs> those are my options? I unironically love Top Man by DJ James. I will not apologize for me loving that song. I know, but like, I feel like if anyone is going to come down on me for playing a song that is licensed and I am not allowed to play it, it's going to be Listen, Jamie, (laughs) I, you're dead to me, Jamie Oliver, your podcast with Ryan. Oh, oh, disgusting. Oh. Top man, he's a bad man, she said Let me on your jet and I'll get you well fed I got the king bed, royal blue sheets She said she'll show me love, but she ain't no groupie London boy, Northside, course right I be Z8, Northside, no lie Doesn't matter though, cause they can't see us If my name Aston, you are pre-us How we got jokes, that's pretty us Pretty girls in the back, party bus Just have fun though, cause I hate fuss Takes too long and it's dumb as fuck Yeah, hold up mate, you can't compete I like to keep my nights real neat Fuck all your haters, I press delete Standing on my own ground, just two feet Homie, take a seat If I don't win, it's cause I didn't cheat Think you know me? Nah, I didn't mean Got the real fam around me, so I can't see, yeah Got we got deed house fresh I do Just clean, no stems on deck I do New bone white girl, she on yeah. Top man, don't take too long Don't take God, we got deed house fresh Too long Just clean, no stems on deck Too long New bone white girl, she on That's right Top man, don't take too long Okay Top man, he's a bad man, she said Let me on your jet And I'll get you well fed I got the king bed Royal blue sheets She said she'll show me love But she ain't a groupie I'm her top Like she at the top shot I took her out Let it hit her with the chop chop She want the top cop I'm a man I'm a shine on the rhymes And I'm fucking where my bands My girl beauty out of here She from the Netherlands Bit more walking to the top Like Peter Pan I never land Action girl I've been a man Hold up Fake rapper man I've never been a fan Too many fake rappers Pulling for the Instagram Can't stand a fake nigga Like a mannequin Got we got deed house fresh. I do. Just clean those stems on deck. I do. New bone white girl, she on. Yeah. Top man, don't take too long. Don't take. Got we got deed house fresh. Too long. Just clean those stems on deck. Too long. New bone white girl, she on. That's right. Top man, don't take too long. Okay. Top man, he's a bad man. She said, let me on your jet and I'll get you well fed. I got the king bed, royal blue sheets. She said she'll show me love, but she ain't a groupie. Listen mate, I'll tell you why Why am I so damn F-L-Y Coming to a fly town too nearby Pretty girls to the front, don't be shy Ooh, ooh, oh my She's so fucking hot, I died With no rules, I must abide She came along for the ride, yeah Yeah, so go and take a seat Here to show you I ain't the best to be But I could beat you and your entire fleet Take you all out here, peace by peace On holiday, chillin' in Greece Bad chick, take her out for a feast Top man, damn, what a beast Nah, mate, this ain't the least, yeah Top man, he's a bad man, she said let me on your jet and I'll get you well fed I got the king bed, royal blue sheets She said she'll show me love, but she ain't a groupie Okay, just one more time, damn this girl so fucking fine Just when I thought I'd seen all my dimes She had to go ahead and make me all eyes What a surprise, I know she got a man but she denied She kept on telling me porky pies She doesn't know them pies be lies, yeah But does she though, does she, does she love Coco? Twirling for me, it's my mom I'm like fine but keep it up, come don't ever want the night to end Sun's up, I can pretend Or better yet, phone a friend Ask her how we do it all again 